everybody. Welcome to the Indie Film Review. I am Jared, and with me, as always, is the illustrious, is the perfectionist, is the sexiest, Dan. Yeah, all of those things and more. That's right. That's right. Dan, do you think it's important to be sexy while reviewing independent film? Yes. I feel like that's important. Yes, I do. Um, I think that's the only reason that we stay afloat. Um, <laughs> it's on our looks on a podcast. The only way we stay afloat, yeah, is from our looks. You heard it here first. You really think that it's because people are sitting in their film wanting them to be reviewed? No, 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 absolutely no. not, absolutely not. And people can listen and, with their eyes. Okay, they try no, hard case enough. in point, Jared. The amount of yeah. the amount of directors and writers that request to be in interviews on this show. I mean, come on, mm-hmm. they they just that's want to right. be around. That's us. right. I get a lot of requests for us with our shirts off, too. Exactly. Like pictures of that. Well, that's, that's, that's just given. <laughs> it's like our version of a headshot. Anyways, hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to the show again. Uh, this is going to be a short film episode. No longos. Get out of here. No longs. Only shorts. Only shorts. Um, we have three films today we're going to talk about. Positive and Cabin Fever were sent to us by Abby. Am I correct, yes, Dan, Abby Tozer. She's a UC Berkeley Toes. grad in neuroscience. Nice, nice, nice. But now she's... Neuroscience! Now she's a writer, actor, filmmaker. I'm right. Ah, I like it. Yes. I like it. She's like, fuck, fuck this nerd shit. <laughs> I want to I wanna be the next Ben Affleck, and don't we all? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I don't know why I said Ben Affleck. It doesn't make any sense. Anyways, uh, the last film we're going to cover is Fried. Fried. And it's kind of like this. It's like this three. It's like a mini series of yeah. short films yeah. that all culminate into one 30 minute film. And then that was sent to us by Richard Goss. Yes. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Uh, but yeah, cool. So thank you all for uh, for sending your uh, shorts to us. We love doing shorts. It, I like having the the mix, you know, of different different films, the to get a little bite out of it's like a it's like a smorgasbord uh so dan positive i'm positive that you'll have something to say about this film positive is about two sisters who are positive for covid probably i think is is the hint i'm glad they didn't say that they were i'm glad you just kind of have to like guess that oh they they're both sick and they can be in the same room together um Mm -hmm. but they can't be next to nana's room because that's too close Anyway, nah, nah, stay away. <laughs> um, but bring us, bring us one cheese sister, and crackers. One sister is younger. The other sister is definitely older and she like has her own. Wow. Why'd you have to say it that way? Definitely older. She, I she, she, she is not, she's not living at this house. She's visiting the house. Okay. That's how we know. Like, right. She's in college. Maybe. <laughs> and the younger, an the younger girl is trying to get into college, I believe is what's happening. So she's doing all yeah. these essays and, um, preparing for a a Mm -hmm. performance because she wants to go into musical theater or something like that. And the film is basically about their powwow between two sisters in this moment. That's right. A tale of two sisters. Yes. Also, just so everyone is clear, normally we would ask a bunch of questions up front and try not to spoil the film. If it was a long film and then go into spoilers, but because these are shorts we're just gonna cut right to the meat and potatoes. Yes. We're gonna have we're gonna have our dessert up front, and uh, everything's on the table. We're gonna spoil things. So if if these shorts sound interesting to you, we'll we'll say where you can find them if you can find them. But yeah, there we go. 
Uh, well, actually, let's talk about that real quick. So Positive and Cabin Fever, I think both are on the YouTube. No, Positive I, was um, a I need to make Vimeo sure. Link. Okay, so Positive is a Vimeo and link. I will confirm that. I have to make a, sure that they are private, listed. private. Okay. I don't so think either one it. of them so, is listed, but I do know that Positive has a website. It's called PositiveShortFilm.com. So yes, go check that so out. So go check out the uh, the website there, PositiveShortFilm.com. Uh, unfortunately, both of these films, Positive and Kevin Fever, are not listed currently. So I'm guessing Festival Circuit, right? That's yeah, let's hope so. Uh, Dan, Positive? Negative. I have to... Oh, <laughs> I have to say... There's some there's some cool camera work in this. Yes, like there the is. opening shot, the opening shot of this with uh one of the leads going up those stairs and the camera just starts like to to go up with the stairs. I'm like, is this camera just gonna keep going up? Mm-hmm. I was getting really excited. But yeah, that was a really nice shot to open it up. I really liked how they kept cutting to the pretend stage. Like the, the theater of the mind oh, became its own theater. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yes. Um so basically they're constantly imagining this younger sister on the stage um, mm-hmm. to to be able to, um, you know, perform well with what she's doing. And it's always the older sister in the, the crowd being the judge and she has the clipboard and, you know, she's mm-hmm. she's taking notes, basically. Um, but every time that we cut to that scene, like I'm like, oh, I want more of this. I want to play with this more. I think this is a really cool idea. I think the transitions between those two worlds, like the the more heady stage world, mm-hmm. and and then like it's almost like the dream world, yeah. and then coming back to reality. I feel like they it could have been bridged a little bit better. Mm-hmm. There's some abrupt cuts there that really uh, that were a little jarring to me. I did always enjoy when we went to like Weirdo Town, and there's like the big floppy hats. Uh, and well, we're doing now stuff that on we've stage. now that we've said that. I think that that is a stylistic choice because in the next film we're going to talk about it, that film also does that quite Mm. a bit. So we'll talk about it whenever we get to there, but, but um, something to consider. So in this film, we have these two leads and they're sisters. So I thought that maybe one of them had COVID and the other one was like, well, I'll just be staying here with you. So I guess I can, I'll get it too. It almost felt like why even have the COVID thing? Like this could have just been its own thing with like these two girls, like trying to figure out their own stuff. And like, I, I don't know why it even had to have that whole. Didn't necessarily need to, COVID but angle, it's, it's still, honestly. it's still like, I don't know. It's still very much present. So I think, I know it's it's on everyone's minds. Yeah, I, get I think it. I think that's where it comes from. It doesn't necessarily need to be there, but why not? Because it's still an anxiety yeah. that we're like working through as as a world. Dan, how did you feel about these two sisters like sniping each other constantly, <laughs> like really going at I each love other? It. I love like their chemistry <laughs> was so well done because it, yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's it's a nice balance between these snipes that you're talking about, but then kind of mentorship loving sisterly stuff like i have to appreciate my sister giving me advice but i also yeah have to take the bullshit that comes with it. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so my my thing is like the bickering because it's what it is it's like it hurts me to watch it because they mm-hmm. are being mean to each other yeah. and like i it's just and it becomes a little overwhelming it does 
I mean, there's a lot of that up front. And then I feel like later on, once we get into them being more helpful to each other and kind of like, everyone's very defensive in this, right? So it's yeah. like, the, it's like breaking down each other's guard of like, Hey, I'm not saying this because I'm trying to be mean to you. I'm trying to be constructive or whatever. Like I'm trying to help you figure out what you really want to do in life. Um, so it, it was effective in the emotion that it was probably yeah. like that. I'm sure the director wanted me to feel, but I was also like, ah, <laughs> why? <laughs> I don't know. I, I wasn't that affected. Like I, I liked okay. the bickering and I thought it was like, cause that that's the crux of the movie. Like it's these sisters working through an issue the only way they know how, which is just yeah. at each other's mm-hmm. throats. I mean, it's pretty realistic. Yeah, to... exactly. Sister, sister, brother, sister, kind of, you know, sister. sibling shit. Sister, sister, damn. <laughs> why, don't, why don't we just turn this into a sister, sister podcast? Oh, what have we been doing? You never knew how much I missed you. <laughs> right, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, well, final thoughts on this, Dan. What do you think? Because we, we got other films to get to. Any other standout stuff? Anything you want to critique? Nothing I want to critique. I, I liked the open-endedness of the ending as well. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really well done. I thought it it was it, it has its own sense of closure in a way. Being open-ended, mm-hmm. it's it's weird. It's weird to say that, but like you know what I mean. Um, yeah, I think camera work was really, really good. I liked the performances. I think some of the audio was rough at times. It mm-hmm. was either muffled or it kind of fell a little underwater. Um, I mean, audio is one of the hardest things to get, you know? Uh, I'll also say that for the next film we're going to talk about, well, Cabin Fever. Yes. Yes, Dan. Cabin Fever is has been outlined to us as a rough cut, so you have to you have to understand that. Like, no, I, I don't have to understand that, actually. <laughs> I refuse. Go ahead. Uh, so what's, what's Cabin Fever about? So I honestly don't know what Cabin Fever is about. Like, it's kind of confusing, it is, huh? It's kind of confusing. And like, I'm glad that we got to see it in its very early stages. Like, we don't know what the rough cut consists of versus what the, the final cut's going to be. So as yeah. far as I can ascertain, it's about this girl who is following in the footsteps of her father, who's an author. And she's trying to be an, like a successful author, too. And like, she's writing his yeah. tales a bit. And he dies. And... Mm-hmm the rest of the film more or less is her like finding a date slash muse slash companion mm. in this fuck time, boy time of loss to go with her to, to Nevada. So she can write this fucking book that she, yeah. she's on a deadline for. Mm-hmm. And if I'm wrong, I'm sorry, Abby, but that's, that's what I think <laughs> is going on. In the film. Okay. I, I kind of, I like the ambiguity and the weirdness yes. more in this. I I think out of these two films, I like Cabin Fever okay. the most. Just the how the film looked mm-hmm. in general, I liked it. I liked the vibe of it. I liked not seeing the dad's face ever. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Um, I liked the interactions between the lead and, and the the other guy there. Um, I thought that was really well done. Now, okay. Um, I love the intro. I'm sorry. I have to cut you off. Yeah, no, go for I it. have to, I have to. No, good. The, so, the, the intro is like this. It, it's just a shot of a window, but it's so good. Hold on. Let me get my, uh, my note on it. Isn't it look like kind of animated almost? 
It does. It almost does. But I don't think they did anything to it. But it's just a slow zoom in on this window with some really nice music. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm in. This is fantastic. I love this. Um, I will say that feeling doesn't carry through with the rest of the film. And I, I wish it did. I wish you could capture that in a little bottle and sprinkle it all over the rest of the movie. But uh, what were you going to say, Dan? I'm sorry. I got, so, I got very emotional. I have to... I have to say where I'm confused. Okay. There's this part of the film. So she, she gets to know this guy and like they're small talking They're She's wanting a drink with him and he's like, yeah. no, I'm not drinking. And she's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I won't drink. He's like, no, you can have a drink, whatever. No, Now what, what is weird about this is it keeps cutting from in the past, whenever she's talking to her dad and then the dad mm-hmm. dies to present day, whenever she's dating this guy first date. <laughs> yeah. But then at one point in the film, she finds this diary with the guy's picture that she's about to date in it. Yeah. Where, where, where are we in time here? Because like, how does she know? I don't know. Like, that, how does she know who this guy is? Like, does she purposely seek him out because her dad had like a picture of him in the, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm confused oh, by that. That's the yeah. only thing that I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah. Cause that, well, I don't know about that. I cannot give any insight on that, but I was at first, I was like, Oh, there's a continuity error because when she's outside of the door, her hair is down. When she walks into the house, her hair mm. is up. But then I finally realized that we're jumping back and forth in time. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure about the, the picture in the book. Yeah. The, the, the everything and else. Isn't that the same? Isn't that the same picture that the dad, that that's the book that the dad yes, had. Yes, exactly. So like, is it supposed to be implied that the dad had this guy on his mind for her today? I, I don't know. I have no idea. I'm a little confused. That confusion aside, hmm. I did appreciate how it jumped back and forth in between the time. Like the whole idea of the continuity error. Like as soon as you, like if you pick up on it, it, it's like, no, she's just coming back from a funeral or she's, she's coming to talk to her dad. And like, I loved the interaction she had with her dad too. Like it's, it's Mm -hmm. very um, fatherly slash mentorly because he's a writer and she's a writer. It, It was, I think it was really well done. I, like I said, I just got confused at that moment where you found that guy's picture in the book even though... Yeah, maybe it's a revelation that we just didn't get. Maybe. I don't know. Um, okay, so a couple things then. Because uh, I was talking about audio before with the last movie and this movie. This so movie... the audio with the dad, that was rough. Rough audio just in, that no, needs in to general, be re-recorded. Like, in, in general, the, the audio in this film, like that's why I, I sent Jared a text. I'm like, treat this I know this it's as, a rough cut. Yeah, treat I this understand as a rough that. cut because like, the audio is all over the place. So. so then take this criticism as I'm criticizing the rough cut and not the final version, yeah. right? Because yeah. if they, uh, if uh, this is sent to us again, the final version, I'll watch it again. Yeah, and I can, would too. I would do that. But anyways, yes, there is missing audio. There's stuff like that that needs to be re-recorded uh, at a different time and then added in. And really try to get all the audio to sound like it's coming from the same, I mean, you know, manipulate it however you can to get it as close as it can be to make it all sound like it was all recorded in the same room. There are certain shots in this movie where it is framing the female lead, but the male lead is not framed. Like his head is a little slightly cut off, which you I always think pick up on times, that shit and I don't. Yeah, I know because it can, it kind of <laughs> drives me crazy. And, um, 
I think sometimes doing that intentionally is okay, but other times, like, if the other character starts to talk and his head's cut off, and now I'm looking at him as, like, I'm engaged as he's the subject, <laughs> then he needs to be framed, or in, you need to do something else. Yeah. Some other, like, cut or something. Uh, so that we had some stuff like that. Um, and then there's some white noise, which mm. I think could be cleaned up, you know, uh, pretty easily. But uh, other than that, did you did you think of anything? Anything you would want to maybe help with the rough cut or anything you, else you liked about Just it? Just clarity. That that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not so much on the cutting between the two time periods. Mm-hmm. That that's that's the only thing. It just it it spiraled me. I'm like, what is yeah. happening here? So yeah. Oh, one more thing too. So one of the very first scenes, the two leads are walking down this hallway. And the female lead goes to the door and she turns around and the male lead, he goes to like lean on the wall. So he leans on the wall and then the camera cuts and then it, it shows him like almost getting into position like to do the shot. And then he leans on the wall. Mm -hmm. We need to like, I know this again, rough cut, but you, you should cut it to where he's already on the wall. Absolutely. Like just, just cut all that out. Don't, don't even have him coming to the wall. Um, but yeah, I know, I know rough cut. I I understand that. I love the ending of this film. Yeah, I love it a lot. I think it's well done. I think it's a great way to wrap up the narrative. But yeah, I did not pick yeah, up on a, cool movie. a lot of your your nitpicks. Well, I do have a master's degree in film, Dan, and ah. that's something that ah. I really take pride in. <laughs> the joke is that Dan does. Dan has that, and I I don't know anything about movies except for just doing this for a long time. How long have we been doing this? Oh God. Uh, over know. like a decade almost longer than this podcast for sure because we had an old podcast yeah. about movies too Ooh. anywho all right third and final phylum fried fried Dan, I'm fried oh my god do you want fried. some fried with that fried, fried tell fried, us about fried, it fried. okay so fried was sent to us by richard goss it is written by and stars richard goss as well um oh man so which one is he? He is the bearded one. The the one with the long hair. The crazy one? Yeah, the crazy gotcha. one. Gotcha. It's about these two guys that share a flat, you know, because they're from England or UK yep, yep. of sorts. Um, of sorts. They're, they're, they're where they call... <laughs> I was going to make fun of you for that. I was going to make fun of you. Of sorts. <laughs> they are in the section of the world that we would call it flat instead of apartment. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Anyway. They're flat earthers. I understand <laughs> now. Um, so... There's this one who's always sitting there watching TV. He gets home earlier from work and he works at like, I would assume a restaurant of, Mm -hmm. and he, he's always drinking a beer and he's, he's going to, he's going to a therapist and he's on this new medication that like makes him just forget about the world. Like I I'm numb to everything. My, my job is bullshit, but whatever I'm numb. And then you have, Mm -hmm. um, Robert who is, uh, played by Richard Goss or Richard Goss. Yeah. The other one is um, played by Jake McDade. His name is Dave. Anyway, Robert, Robert is and Dave. also okay. upset with his job, but he comes home and basically tries to antagonize Dave. Like, yeah. like let's not let, let's rile him up. Yeah, like let's 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 not leave all the shit at the door. Let's take it inside and mm-hmm. continue the shit day that I had and and make you be a part of it. And um. Basically, the film is 
like Jared said, separated into four different vignettes and each one is them on the couch doing something and bitching about their job and slowly but surely Robert intentionally antagonizes and fucks with Dave's medication to get him mm -hmm. to be back on the crazy train that Robert's on. Cuckoo for Cocoa Buffs. Yes. yes. Um, this is a very interesting film to me. So I know it... It can be a bit reductive to compare movies to other movies, but it, I think it helps also get people like and be like, what what kind of thing is this? So I felt like this was a little mix of like Fight Club mm, and kind of yeah. with like Shaun of the like Shaun of the Dead. Wh mm -hmm. Who are those guys that filmed those movies? Uh, Simon Pegg, Edgar Wright, and Simon. Nick, yeah, Nick yeah. yeah, yeah. It's kind of like there's a little bit of that filming style sprinkled in. And and then like some office Dude, space type of stuff in here. Check What's out up? this fucking cover to this movie. Yeah, that's sick. It, that's really good. It's almost <laughs> that's really cool. It's almost better than the movie. <laughs> like it looks it looks like the cover to the thing. Oh, it's it, so cool. That looks fucking wild. Um, I will say I really, really like this movie. I like it. I liked it a lot. lot. The performances by the two leads were it's they were so strong. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of times where we're just sitting. We're, we're like the TV's perspective yeah. of them sitting on the couch and they're just talking to each other. And I was riveted the entire Me time. Too. And the camera was so simple and it was just sitting there pointing it at them. And I'm like, this is great. Normal, <laughs> like, normally, I can listen to them. Normally that would be like about a their big no-no for us. But yeah, you're right. Like, yes. The, their worked. performance carries it so well. And the dialogue. The dialogue is super strong. The, yeah. the, the chemistry between the two is super strong. And then it gets more strong as the night goes mm -hmm. on or as each day goes on. It's it's crazy. Yeah. The And you kind of know a little bit about what the punchline might be. And that's keeping you intrigued about like, okay, well, how do we get there? You know, what's leading them? There's like a build up to this, like the rage and the anger yeah. of these two characters that's just climbing and climbing. And then when we do get different camera angles or or we're getting... Uh, other places we're filming, it's done so well. I mean, the montages in this are so Dude, fucking cool. One of my favorite scenes in this film has to do with the way they utilize space because they're making fun of it. And it's whenever mm -hmm. he's trying to cut up his boss in the bathtub. Oh, and, and he yes. can't figure out how to swing the axe because there's no space to do it. It's yes. So, it's so brilliant because like there's barely any space for the camera and like they're playing yeah. with that that physical is it, so wonderful. I'm so wondering wonderful. if that came up during filming. They're like, let's make a bit of this I'm because sure there's did. no way we can actually sure do it. it. Yeah. And it worked so well. I love that. And that's a whole other thing. Like I keep saying, like where limitations, like either budgetary or whatever, whatever, like in Jaws, mm -hmm. how the stupid fucking shark barely worked. Yeah. And that's why they barely show it in the film. And that film became so iconic because you almost never see what the monster is. And it's the fear of the unknown that makes it so great and interesting. Um, and it became a classic. Now I will so, say yeah, I, I think working within those limitations I will is, say that the boss can be beneficial. There's there's a little bit of flinching in the in the boss is his his dead acting his dead acting um like he blinks at times I'm Oh, like, <laughs> he does blink. All right. So there there's a moment where one of the characters is puppeting their dead boss that they yeah. murdered. And it's gr it's a great scene but Yes, the dead boss does blink. And I'm like, come on. 
just look through the footage again and make him he's like, God damn it. Ah, oh, it drives me crazy. <laughs> yeah, anyways, it's not a really a big it's deal. Not, not. I'm, I'm well, because like the end I'm of the film has like an amazing payoff that like, I, I'm glad you brought up the idea of Fight Club because I'm like, am I imagining what just happened? Like what the fuck just happened? But then that raises mm-hmm. more questions. It's like, what yeah. job did David actually have if yeah. Robert is Tyler Durden? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you can kind of piece together what we're talking about from context, but maybe we should just leave the yeah. ending to like let people see it because I definitely think it's worth it. It's a it's a pretty cool finale for just. And the, I think it was it really the smart. frustration of these characters. The, the yeah. way in which it's set up as well is like you 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 get you get the film, then you get the title of that segment Mm -hmm. and then you get the credits. So you don't know what the title of each segment is until the very end. And then you're like, Oh, okay. So I got to be thinking of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really like the preacher guy too. I thought he was really cool. The preacher guy was, (laughs) I should get a still of him just like freaking out. But yeah, he was really, really fun, but yeah, just good performances, solid work. I can't, Hmm. I don't know if I really have any other critiques. I don't have any critiques. Besides, don't blink when you're dead. I mean, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. I'm looking forward to, to seeing more of his films. It was great. Don't blink when you're dead. Yeah, that's good advice for everyone. Exactly. <laughs> that, that's actually going to be the name of my next horror film. <laughs> All right. Uh... Dan, do them plugs. For Guys, me. you can find us on Instagram at Indie Film Review Pod. You can find us on threads at Indie Film Review Pod. You can email us at the Indie Film Review at gmail.com. That is where um, uh, uh, we were sent fried. And then Instagram is where we received <laughs> Abby K. Tozer's films. So yeah. get us on every platform that you can find us on. Oh. Yeah, baby. Get us where you gonna get us. Rate us five stars on the latest Apple Tunes cast, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio. We're we're on there 24-7. Uh thanks all thank you everybody for listening. I really, really appreciate it. Uh Dan, get hmm. the final word. Don't blink when you fart. Oh. Don't blink my farts. Say you blink me again. <laughs> to listen to podcasts but there are so many out there and it's hard to know what's good well my friend it is not as hard as you might think because necropoticon has you covered they've got movie reviews horror shows games comedy and improv so all you gotta do is head on over to necropoticon.com to find your new favorite podcast yeehaw necropoticon hard to pronounce easy to listen